Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Graphic, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three new perspectives and ranks range. I am the Robro Engineer of this episode. Andrew, with me, our Robo Guardian, Keith. Hello. And with us, our Robro Commando, Liz. Hey, guys. This week, Keith picked the game because Keith has been crying so much about getting a roguelike. So Keith finally got one. It's actually been on Game Pass for a while, but it finally is out of game preview. So Keith was like, can we finally do RoboQuest by Rise Up Studios? RoboQuest is a first-person roguelike shooter where you are playing a robot with with has multiple different classes. You are essentially trying to break into this Garden of Eden city called Haven 8, which, you know, is the last wonderful city in the world because the world has been turned into a desolate place and humans are kind of on the brink of extinction. So you're trying to help humanity by liberating the city. Going around, Keith, since you picked this game, start this off for us. Why did you pick RoboQuest? And was it a game or pass view? So I actually remember seeing a, uh, well, a, a former tweet, if you will, uh, from Game Pass about this game where they were they were tweeting from the developer i think just as like a preview then like six months later it came to game preview on pc then like six months later it came to game preview on xbox and i was like yes i'm gonna finally play it it was actually kind of fun um and it's a roguelike i I don't that's it i so i just but i had to throw more history into it than just it's a roguelike i love i love Um, your checklist is it a roguelike yes okay i am in like that's all you care about it literally be like the worst game ever does it guarantee that it's a game no in this case is it yes i i very much like roboquest there's um a lot of aspects that are just a lot of fun about the gameplay it has similarities to other ones we've played but enough differences that i think it's a truly a lot of fun and uh yeah it's it's a game it's a good good roguelike for me it's a game i've actually been itching to play a roguelike um i kind of miss them and so i was excited to get into it i thought it was a lot of fun there was a day that i started playing it and i wasn't feeling it and andrew's like are you getting sick of it because i had put a lot of hours into it at that point you were obsessed with it when you and then it. today i booted it up and I was getting excited again. So I think I was just having an off day. Um, but yeah, I had loads of fun. Uh, I liked, I got excited about certain weapons. You know, there's some roguelikes where just nothing really like screams out at you. And for this, there was a lot of stuff that I was excited for. So yeah, definitely a game for me. Yeah, you know, Liz really likes a game when she actually plays it during the day. She <laughs> very rarely will play a game if her daughter's up. But she was just like, I'm going to play RoboQuest. And I was like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so RoboQuest, when I first played this, I was not looking forward to it. Uh, the name of the game, I think, sucks. I do not like RoboQuest. just sounds really like lame. And then even the cover art, I'm like, what the heck is this? Any screenshots I saw of it, I'm like, whatever, this looks okay. I played it the first like hour, and I just went, all right, it's Gunfire Reborn. I kind of already played this before. And so I really wasn't feeling it. Then I played a little bit more, and then I was like, okay, you know what? This game's actually pretty awesome. So, yes, it is a game. Uh, I was actually really surprised how much I really liked RoboQuest. I didn't really like uh, Gunfire Reborn that much. You did not, yeah. I, yeah, and so, I mean, I didn't hate it, but... But I loved, when you, loved Gunfire Reborn. When you said it was just like it, I was like, oh, dear. But yeah. I actually, I, I kind of disagree with you. I mean, it has, like, some of the same elements, but I think this one is way more fun. Yeah, it is from... 
Gunfire Born. Uh, this one is much more of a bullet hell. So it's more about being skilled in jumping, sliding, uh, dodging copious amounts of bullets that are coming at your face or little robots that are trying to come up to your face and punch it. But uh, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. I was having a... There's a lot of things that RoboQuest does really well. Uh, it has co-op with, I think, just two players. I think you could do three, but we never tried. We never did. We never tried more than two. But it also has a story. It does have a story. Which Gunfire Reborn didn't really have. I think they developed one, but I don't know. The, the console version never There's really no... got updated <coughs> in, in uh, Drag- uh, Gunfire Reborn, so I don't know. That's such a shame. Because isn't there... A, there's a character, too. Uh, there's, to like, three or four God. now. Dang, that's a, that's such a shame. Because that's such a good game, and I would love to go back to Yeah, that. I guess... I mean, completely off-topic, because it's a completely different game. But I guess with Gunfire Reborn, I guess it was, well, like, a 505 Studios that is, like, the publisher. And for whatever reason, because they're the publisher, it's them that's not pushing updates for the console version of Gunfire Reborn. Um, but Gunfire Reborn's not even on Game Pass anymore, so... Yeah. Oh. Oh, right, never mind then. I guess I wouldn't go back and play it. But but I will... So I didn't pay attention to the story. Is it actually interesting? Because I know there's a lot of really... There's a lot of snippets throughout it. And it's a good roguelike in the aspect that it seems to drip feed little lore and yes. canon throughout yeah, it. Yeah, so the story of RoboQuest, as I said, you know, this is far in the future on Earth. Uh, global, the global climate crisis has gone too crazy. Air crops have been dying. Planet is slowly dying. So humanity tries to create an AI to help save humanity. And the AI creates a city called Haven 8. And it runs the city, creates little robots to help humanity. And you find out... I just realized I'm kind of giving spoilers. I guess nah, not really. But anyway, you find out that like robots you know, kick huma- uh, the humanity... Humans out of the city and so the humans are in exile and are living in shanty towns and are slowly dying so you are following this girl named max who isn't given really any backstory that's my complaint like i don't know anything about this girl she's just driving a car and she's like we're out of the city limits it's just us and you just find a robot and she's like i found a robot and the robot says follow me and you play as the robot and like that's how the story kind of kicks off and it's just like okay but you instantly find the city, and so you, as the robot, is trying to basically clear out, this, clear out the city so the humans can move back in. But yes, Keith, this story, I was, I was, this is at least one thing I love about RoboQuest, that it has a story. Because I do hate a lot of roguelikes, which just a means to an end, that's it. So you're finding a lot of data logs, which are just audio things you're reading that gives you snippets about random stuff here and there. Some of them are written by robots, some of them are written by humans, some of them are written by the AI. And it's like this drip feed story, but like the game still gives you cinematics. And even if you just watch the cinematics, you know what's going on and you kind of know the goal. But it was like reading the audio, like the actual like papered audio logs that you're finding where it's actually like, it's not a good story, but it's an okay story. I don't think I read them. <laughs> Wait a- I can't say I paid a ton of attention to good that, job guys you know, know. good, well, good podcast kind of here. not really much out of the norm for me i expect it from I you keith this, but the cutscenes. i forgot and i mean like there's so many little things that you're like collecting and stuff and when you are you when you're having fun and you're like oh i can't wait for the next round because you're like leveling other stuff up and it's just you get all excited and 
for me, it's like if you make me dig, you can't get mad at me for not knowing all the story because I'm gonna forget. Keith, did you fart? That didn't even sound. That didn't sound like one of me. But I saw his audio was picking it up. <laughs> Wasn't supposed. To. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so I love Keith that you played this game in preview. You probably put the, you put the most time in this game, and you still had no idea what the story I, was. I feel like the. Like you would ask me, and, I, and honestly, I I think I only played a couple hours in game in game preview. Um, like what was different? I don't think it had all the game logs, if I remember, because I played on easy even for a while. While I was playing it because I just wanted to try to unlock as much of like the different weapons and stuff that it would let me play. So I didn't. I don't recall the game logs being there in the game preview. Um, but yeah, like I. I think it's fine that it's there, and I, I think it's a good balance because, well, I really enjoyed what Hades did as far as the story. Hades was a super in-depth story. Yeah, Hades story had a legitimately like, good story. Very interwoven, and I and I feel like RoboQuest is a nice balance of both where you can really dive into a lot of it if you want to and read all of the, the, the logs or just watch the cutscenes or do none of it and just run around, shoot robots, die, repeat. And that's still a ton of fun if that's all you do. And I can tell you because that's yeah. No, I 100 percent agree with you, Keith. Because like that's what I liked about RoboQuest of like, if you're someone who's just mildly interested in the story, as I said, you can just watch the cinematics and you have a general idea of what's going on. But if you want to really get into the story, yeah, you can find these data logs. Which what's cool about the data logs is they're super hidden. This game is all about kind of going in these weird platforming areas, like where you think, oh, I can't get up there on the map. And you kind of have to, like, finagle your way through some corridors and, oh, there's a data log. So it's like this fun scavenger hunt to find these data logs. So even if you're actually not finding the data logs for the story, they're just fun to collect. Like, it was a fun navigation thing to get them. But, yeah, I I thought of, I loved just how they had this sprinkling of the story. But it was funny because one of the story elements is kind of sad. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a robot who's kind of like Batman. I think he's called... What was his name? I think it was it was something like Botman. But he was he was trying to be he was one of the little circular robots, but he was also trying to fight the AI. And so you kind of read his stories and stuff like that. But um but you wouldn't there's a actual visual element. I guess I'll just delete this cuz I don't I don't want people to ruin the spoiler for it. But at the very end when you so, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. But it was, like, cool because since I was reading these data logs, there's a visual aid to it that I was like, oh, I get what's going on with the story of it. But, um, but yeah, you're totally right, Keith, of, like, you don't need to do the story if you don't want to. Because, of course, what you're here for is shooting robots in the face. Boy, do you shoot a whole lot of robots in the face. And I got to say, the gameplay loop of RoboQuest is what I absolutely loved. So, my biggest complaint to me, what really makes or breaks a roguelike but you know, you disagree, Keith, because you just like any roguelike, no matter how awful it is. I do not like. Not totally true. I guess. I mean, you'll still put a lot of hours in it. You just, you know. But my biggest thing, when usually when I do not like a roguelike, is when I feel like you're so at the mercy of the random number generator. If you are not getting the perks to pop up or the guns you need to pop up, like your runs just doomed on, on the start. 
not in RoboQuest. So RoboQuest, as I said, is, is more of a bullet hell first person shooter. So at the end of the day, this game is 100% skill. If you can dodge and shoot robots in the face with accuracy, you are going to do well no matter what perks, what guns you are finding. It's mostly skill, and I love that. Well, I think, too, with, like, using the wrenches to, like, permanently, you know, get your character up. Yeah, wrenches are the currency to permanently upgrade your character per run. Yeah, I felt like I actually did see a difference in that. And there was one run in particular where I was not getting any of my favorite guns, any of my favorite perks, anything like that. And I knew that it wasn't going well, but I was still having fun versus, like, like you said, other times it's just like, oh, well, that, that really stinks. But I also like that they had that robot on the... Um, the ramp that you get to give you extra XP and health if you if you shoot it down. Yeah, there's a bonus yeah robot that appears that you can shoot if you're quick. Yeah, that's a cool gameplay element. Well, because it's in some ways it's almost like Doom yeah. as a roguelike in in the hell bullet hell aspect of just it's run and gun. <clears throat> you don't necessarily care if you kill every single enemy. You do want to you do want to have a balance of speed and numbers. And like you and I were talking about it, what I like is that it gives you a grading at the end of each level that you go through, you know, S, A, B, C, D, etc. And it, it's only based on speed and it's based on XP. So once you get enough XP, all you have to do is finish the level by a certain thing. It's a very easy visual bar to follow. There's not, you know, how many times you took damage or the amount of damage you did multiplied by this. It's it is very straightforward. You know the grade you're going to get when you when you finish a level. Um, so it, it seems very forgiving in that aspect. Uh, and, and like you said, Andrew, like the skill is such a huge aspect because you have the different classes, and each class felt very different to play. They had their own strengths and weaknesses and play styles. But at the end of the day, you could just rely a lot on their skills that they had, whether it was the shotgun on the commando, actually having a melee on the guardian you know they all just were tons of fun to play independently and that's on, alongside all of the different guns that the, you had there was um one <coughs> robot it was the first one that you start with that i cannot remember for the life of me to use his extra abilities but with the commando i did it all the time um i don't know what it was about that one maybe it's because with the commando it's you know it's a, it's a weapon for for both of them and so I, you know, I struggled that with the other one. That's why the commando became my favorite. But I also want to go back to what you said, Keith, about speed. Because I never really went for speed. <laughs> Especially with, like, <laughs> if I had the shovel and dig spots and stuff. But so, like, a lot of times, like, the door would be... There's some doors that you can lock if you're fast enough. I was... I think it was a fast enough like one time but my grade was always go down because I was just like do 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 and I also it took me forever to switch it to just all sprinting instead of holding it down my thumb was hurting so bad and I was like oh yeah they said at the beginning oh, man. I think it's funny that Andrew because when I first started I they recommended easy for me like I did not do well with the tutorial <laughs> but I feel like I got the hang of it really fast and I, Andrew was um, watching me play. And, like, so at the very beginning, I would go, like, forward and back instead of left to right, little things like that. But I felt like I'm always very chaotic with these games, like, jumping around and stuff. And that I actually, like, I, I really fell into it, playstyle-wise. Like, I yeah. actually found my groove very fast. And Andrew made fun of me, too, because sometimes I would play with, like, doing a lot of cover, which, again, speed. That's not great for speed. 
Um, but I would also like switch it up that way. Sometimes I would, you know, do a lot of cover. Sometimes I would just like jump on the ramps and skate around and I wouldn't do as well. But, um, and which Andrew and I, we mentioned earlier, the multiplayer, you guys said you got it to work, right? Yeah. Cause it didn't work for us. It might've yeah. been our internet or something, but we, we, um, wasted a lot of time cause you don't save your progress. Yeah. Yeah. That's really weird. That it I, I think our internet was uh, just, was weak that day. <clears throat> I mean, that must have been something to do with it. Because even, even you and I did have a couple times. I mean, eventually it would drop out at some point. One of my, at the last time, I think my internet just straight up died. It wasn't anything to do with the gameplay. Um, but like you said, Liz, even your, like your jumping around playstyle, there's an aspect of the game where jumping on enemies' heads is a way to damage them. And actually, you can get different perks that makes that a very viable aspect on top of it. So just being a little bit chaotic and jumping around can be a good thing on on top of it i know as far as one of the speed locks the the very first one at least i the way i did that is i just didn't even try to worry about xp yep just run straight to the ran by all the enemies (laughs) and and even then i've realized with the time i had i was like i could have actually probably still gotten like an a grade on xp and still gotten here with you know a good 10 seconds left but at that point i just wanted to do it and it's kind of the nice thing about this is i i know as you get into the longer runs especially because you and i had a couple and we didn't even come close to beating it so i'm sure they do get pretty long but for the most part when you're grinding out you know sort of the, the earlier rounds it's 10 or 15 minutes tops and so you know even a really good run that comes to an end doesn't feel like ugh you know that was such a waste of time it stinks but you carry on and there's probably a good chance you get something good the next one and if you don't eh, you might die in two minutes because you had a crappy gun to start and and you go back and start over again oh, beating beating the game for me i beat the game twice two different classes uh it tells you your your best score your best time so my very first time which obviously is a slower meticulous run like liz you know taking cover because i really want to win i finished it in 48 minutes so that was like slow, meticulous. I beat it a second time around. And I think I did it in like 38, where it was a little bit faster. So yeah, if you are... That's not bad, yeah, actually. So if you're beating the game, like... And I mean, it's still kind of being meticulous because I want to make sure I'm collecting everything still. So yeah, you can, when you're beating the game, it's, it's a quick run. But Keith, I, I want to go back to a little bit what you said, which is, I think, a perfect example of how I kind of feel about RoboQuest, where you said it's like, it's like a roguelike doom. And honestly, that's what I was feeling a little bit too. It's not as intense as Doom, but we'll get into it a little bit I later. I thought but of Doom playing this too, except there's no jump, jump, uh, jumping in Doom, right? Uh, or is there? I don't remember. No, there's no jumping, killing in Doom, oh, no, but there's, there's executions a, in it. Another game like Doom that we played that I was thinking of, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the same Doom style and music and stuff, but it's, it wasn't Doom. Quake? Well, yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was that. Oh, the old school, yeah. That yeah. Was, um. But anyway, um, yeah, this but like this game is a bit not as like, I mean, Doom is like a triple A studio and obviously way more fancy graphical and blah, blah, blah. But like this did feel like kind of a watered down of a Doom roguelike and especially to like I said with the music. But that's what I loved about this game of like you can do different play styles of being kind of slow and meticulous because rooms are kind of sectioned off a little bit. Some robots, depending on what difficulty you will, will actually kind of leave those areas and chase you down. But for the most part, you can kind of, you know, dip in and out take out some robots, take cover. Or you could just go in there, jump around the room, dodge these bullets, blast everything, jumping on enemies' heads, you know, jumping on rails. Later on, 
I didn't. I just got it. You unfortunately, to me, this took way too long to get. Eventually, you do get a grappling hook, and I'm like, this is a cool gameplay oh, mechanic. Man. And it took way too long for me to unlock it, but there are a lot of cool things you can unlock in this game that are like fun gadgets that help you with traversal. That was one of them I just thought took too long, but yeah, just the gameplay of this is just so much fun. And going from the beginning, like this game does so many things, right? You know, starting off with the tutorial, which you kind of started talking a little bit about the tour, the tutorial in this game is really good because it's first very simple. It kind of like, Hey, in this room, shoot people. This is how you jump. This is how you do this. But it's also going through the accessibility options in the game you know, hey, do you want your centered, your crosshair, like, slightly lower so you have more aerial view? Do you want it centered? And then it's like, yeah, as Liz said, do you want to always be sprinting or do you want to toggle it on and off? Do you want it to, like, kick in after a few seconds? Like, it's going through these fun accessibility things you can do in the options, which a lot of people don't even know about because not everyone's like us and digs through option menus. But it was just really cool. And then, yeah, how well you do the tutorial, the game recommends a difficulty for you. As Liz said, she, she got recommended easy. I got recommended hard. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll try hard. But that's another thing RoboQuest does really well. The game rewards you for your difficulty. If you play on hard, you're getting extra currency to kind of help build up your robots per run than as you're playing on easy. On easy, you don't really get anything. So it's like this cool you know, risk-reward aspect of it which is awesome. Can I, you change your difficulty? Yep. And you can change your difficulty between runs, not mid run, but at least between runs. So uh, yeah, I was doing hard for a while, but after I started unlocking a lot of perks, I was like, eh, I kind of want to turn it down so I can finally, you know, beat a run. And that's when I finally went down to normal. I finally beat a run, but I love that. And then you're unlocking different robots. There's this game has great stats. Every time you're doing a run, it says how much damage you've done, highest damage you did, how much damage you took, like these really cool, fun stats. What was your favorite weapon? What robot is your nemesis that did the most damage to you? Like, it's fun to dig through these menus. The weapon arsenal is great, which I want to ask you guys, was some of your favorite guns? Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at remembering weapons. I know like the carbine was one. There was one in particular that- The sheriff carbine? The what? The Sheriff Carbine. Yeah. There was one that you said Keith liked. And so I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I loved it. Um, I'm I'm always loving shotguns and sniper rifles. But yeah, I kind of didn't really go for like the pistols. I tried one junk gun and it was awful. And so whenever there was a junk one, I just did not take it. It was... um, I, that's how much I disliked it. <laughs> what about you, Keith? What, I mean, Andrew, can you think of the one that Keith liked? You, I know you love dual sawed-off shotguns. Was another one that you loved when you picked it up. Yeah, but what's the one that you said Keith really liked? That and the I, windmill rifle. Oh yeah, that's it. The windmill rifle was yeah probably one of my favorites. I think it was honestly more. What I didn't like was the grenade launchers. The, like the tomahawk, like the thrown ones including the the grenades and really that was it i liked just about all of them but that said is yeah the windmill rifle was pretty much always my favorite i would at least kind of level for level i would take a lower class windmill rifle over say like the fists um you know like the punching fists or whatever it was so I, i i would pretty much always take that but honestly yeah any of the really any of the automatic weapons they were just a ton of fun and my favorite class was the guardian which had a perk which, where 
after like two seconds you could get it to it would just if your clip was empty or when you reload it was an automatic reload and you would throw your grenade or throw your gun like a grenade so a windmill rifle the tommy the tommy gun had enough ammo you could just hold the trigger down and it was just fire throw fire throw fire throw and it, it was it was it was fun and actually even in that aspect kind of had reminiscence of say like a borderlands because i borderlands was gonna bring that those up those types of guns where you could you could throw like grenades so it was it, like it kind of just drew in all these different aspects of games in different ways and it was another one of those things that I, I really appreciated about the gameplay yeah the weapons have you know color grading system as you are if you're a gamer you're probably very custom to white weapons are common you know, you got green as uncommon, you know, and then purple as like rare and then orange is like these legendary guns. And depending on the color grade and is blue. how many like perks they'll have on them. You have the blue. Oh, oh that's right. And blue. I forgot about that color. Sorry. Green, blue, purple. But, um, but yeah, the, that's what I loved about the guns in this game. There's a ton of different guns and I, it's a lot. I, to me, felt a lot like Borderlands, as you said, Keith, of, you know, You'll see a junk rifle. It's very much like when you play Borderlands. Like, if you see a TDR gun, like, even though the guns are kind of procedurally generated and are random, you kind of know what you're getting into, like, in Borderlands. Like, you saw a TDR, or you saw, you know, you kind of knew, oh, okay, this is going to be kind of a fast fire rate kind of gun. And that's how RoboQuest was, too. You know, you see a junk rifle, and it's like, yeah, I kind of know what a junk rifle will do, but its perks will be quite drastically different. You know, this junk rifle may shoot shotgun blasts every once in a while. It may you know, have an alternate fire on it. It may have bouncing bullets. So you kind of have an idea of what you're getting into by picking up a gun, but you know, it may actually play a little different, but as far as my favorite guns, I loved the sheriff carbine. I, anytime I play any sort of first person shooter, I love like semi-automatic rifles. I usually like get just always gravitate to them in like battlefield games, call of duty. Anytime there's first person shooter, I just usually like a semi-auto rifle. So sheriff carbine was the first gun at gold star. Oh, yeah, that was another thing that we never really talked about. This game just gives you, like, when you play with a gun, eventually once you use it enough, it gives you a gold star, which is just, like, a fun collectible thing to do. Just a gold star weapons, which I loved gold starring weapons. <laughs> but that was the first one I mastered. Um, I I see where you're coming from, Keith, where you didn't like the tomahawks and stuff like that. I loved the hand grenades. So the hand grenades, when I first used them, I thought they sucked, but they were so good. Every once in a while you have these fight rooms where it's like you'll have a boss health bar on the top of the screen and enemies just keep spawning in this tiny room. And it's basically you have to survive and take out the enemies and the boss health bar will kind of go down. But if you had the hand grenades, I could just decimate those rooms in seconds and I loved it. But yeah, you also got futuristic guns, which were mostly elemental base. The Ionic sniper rifle, I had an amazing run with that gun, but which is also another semi-automatic rifle. But yeah, Keith, the windmill rifle, when you when you told me about that gun, I picked it up and I was like, okay, this gun's pretty sick. I really like, too, that you can level up the guns if you um, if you find one that you really like and you're just not getting any other good guns and you say, like, you're level two, but you really should be, like, a level four, you can use the power cells to level it up. Yeah. And also, you can use the power cells to just um, uh, pick, what not like power-ups, what are they called, those little... Perks. Yeah, perks. That, that's the word. <laughs> you can pick perks that really help with um, with your weapons and stuff. So I like that I could keep the gun for kind of as long as I wanted until I founded one that I liked as much. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really helpful. And also, as you're um, using the wrenches to unlock... 
why am I struggling with words so bad today? <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, the abilities, like, for your for your character. Oh, permanent upgrades. Permanent upgrades. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you can... watching you struggle. There's one that um, the... You can get... Start with more power cells. Yep. And so, at first, I was like, ah, should I do that one? And then I did, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a game changer. Because you can just buy so much stuff for your weapons, or you can just buy more weapons. Yeah. You have more options. Well, one of the things that's nice about the upgrade feature, too, is even if you're using just a white class weapon, as you get more levels to it, it they're not as good of um, like perks that get added onto it, but it does add slight additional perks of like reload speed or fire rate. Um, if you're using some of the higher class guns, then it's adding even better affixes as you're, as you're leveling it up. But even just leveling it up, adds more than just all right here's a few more bonus points and damage and and that's that so like that's a like i don't know just kind of a nice feature to it too and makes that feel just that much better when you're doing the upgrades yeah i also wanted to bring up too that there are certain weapons that i loved fighting bosses with and so i would also try to go in that direction like the closer that i was coming to a boss fight <laughs> Which, when I asked earlier, like, if you can change your difficulty, there were a couple times that I played, uh, and I was fighting one of the bosses, and I felt like I could have gone up a difficulty. That's what, but there are some runs where, like, I, you know, just kind of scraped by, so it was really weird how, like, some of my runs was, I was doing so well that I was like, oh, I kind of wish it was a little harder, <laughs> and other times, not so much. Uh, I also, I had a random question. So, do you know how they have, the, like, the purple rooms where you get, like, the loot? Corrupted rooms, yes. Corrupt. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and then the orange. What's that called? Orange corrupted? <laughs> no, the orange rooms were just. Um, there was like secret areas, I thought. I know, yeah, they were like. It was like a treasure area. I don't think that one actually had a. Is that the one where it was. Just, once you get it, you don't need to go back there unless you get the swimming trunks? Well, there's multiple gold areas. Oh, because I kept going, getting to the same one, and I was like, I need to stop coming in here because once you go in, you can't go back. Yeah, you can. Where was the room that you couldn't go back that I that I already got the loot? Do you remember you were watching me play and I went in and I had to... Talk about going to the crystal area? Yes! Yeah, Keith! Oh. That well, but so, so, and I didn't even really pay attention to it, but that area you still want to go to because there's a pickup where you get a free level up, but you don't have to go through the door to the next area. You can just turn around and continue on your, your normal path. I taught Keith that. But you do want to go to, you did, you did. Um, but I mean, I'd been in there because uh, I had already unlocked it. I just didn't realize I could like, I guess, keep going back and, and doing that. I didn't think about it. So I just skipped that area every time. But don't do that. I like I taught you a lot of different things, Keith. Was, you you have like you 28 teach me hours that. in this game. <laughs> was it an orange room yeah. there or no? No. Yeah, that was an orange if room. Oh, it was the, same the one, three purple rooms Then that led you to that room. Uh, yes. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Now you've yeah. lost me. I also love Liz. You look like a snuggled up Jedi Knight with the hood. You're just like... I'm I'm ready for bed right now, and I'm really cozy, and I'm, I'm just like getting the vibe going. You know? <laughs> well, it's clearly affecting your brain. <laughs> so rude. Listen, I... 
I've been extra tired. I've been sick, and so I've been so tired early. This is like, I, this is like past my bedtime the last week. I'm old and sick. Yeah, <laughs> and whiny. <laughs> don't don't put up with this crap, Liz. Don't let him get away with that. But yeah. But one thing I was going to say too is that what makes the gameplay feel so nice, and it's weird to say because I don't always want to, you know, hang my hat on how much I like an auto aim, but the auto aim in this game makes it so much more yeah, it's fun. Tight. And I think because of the speed it has to play, yeah, it's just so snappy that having like the sheriff carbine, that's why. It, it, that gun feels so fun or the, the sniper rifles to me were a very fun class because it was just a lot of like left trigger right trigger left trigger right trigger and uh the the junk arc bus in particular which i'm surprised you didn't like liz if you liked some of the sniper rifles that was another one of my favorite which guns uh you said it different you always say it differently Andrew, but i call it the junk arc oh bus. no there's there's a bunch of different junk ones right yeah yeah so i tried yeah. one junk weapon and it was so bad that I never tried any of the other drunk ones. So I could have liked it. Yeah. Well, then you should have given It's a sniper that has, it's just um, like one of the energy guns. So as long as you don't just keep pulling the trigger over and over again, it never needs to reload. And it's actually got a pretty fast shot. It does a lot of damage. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, the snipers in the, in the rifles were a lot of fun to me. Yes. Yeah. The energy guns, the ones that like would burn out if you, if you held them too long, um, I never liked having two of those together, because sometimes I just like to spray with bullets. <laughs> See, but this is another great thing that I loved about RoboQuest. Uh, this game has pocket reload. If people don't know what that means. If you're shooting a gun and you're out of bullets in the clip, you switch to your other gun, start shooting with that gun, and by the time you switch back, the gun auto-reloads in your pocket. I love that. And so it's a super nice feature of, like, you carry two guns, and you just rotate between the two if you run out of bullets, so you don't have to worry about reloading, because you can just store it to the next gun. And it's where it goes to this, they just do such a good job of making this a good bullet hell fast pace. And accessible. They allow you to play, yeah, like, they make it so that you can play at that fast speed, because if you didn't have pocket reload, and like even for someone like as myself i am a terrible person at remembering to reload so the amount of times that i would probably reload a gun or not reload a gun rather switch to my other gun shoot that one then go to my other gun forgetting that i hadn't reloaded it i that would kill me probably nine times out of ten if the game didn't have pocket reload but having that it allows it to be fast-paced bullet hell and I and I can get away with not having to remember that. <laughs> I also can't believe we haven't brought up unless I spaced out and you guys were talking about it. I can't believe we even talked about like the map yet and how awesome it is that the enemies are shown. Um, oh, the mini map, yeah. Yeah, I mean there were a couple times where like they popped up after like they started shooting. I was like, wait, he wasn't on my mini map. That was really rare though. But I feel like that the map in general was just awesome. Because um, there was one time I got really lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like opened up the map, but yeah, I love that aspect because also like the little um, like landmines, th- those bad guys, yep. they don't pop up until you get close, but you can see them on the map. So I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, I mean, also too with the map, you actually pick your path 
of like how you want your run to go. So, you know, very first level is the canyons, but there's three different routes you can do. You know, some of the doors are locked at first, so you kind of have to go one route. But eventually, as you're progressing this game, you're finding more keys. You can open up these doors. And so, like, the, when you're at, back at the main base camp, there's a big billboard that shows you the different routes. So you can kind of see, oh, there's a question mark. I haven't gone to this area. Let me try, you know, my next run trying to go to that route. So there was a lot of fun different routes you can take, which had crystals, which these crystals would give you an upgrade but also would add elites to the map when you do a run. And so as you're, you know, there's these awesome different things you can collect. Like every time I'm doing a run, I'm either getting wrenches or like finding upgrades or keys for a new pass. Just every run felt worth my time. And that's another big, usually a big sin a lot of robo, uh, a lot of roguelikes do. When I feel like I'm playing a roguelike, some of them just, I feel like I wasted my time. You know, I just, that run took me 30 minutes and I feel like I gained nothing. But in RoboQuest, no, I could have a very short run or a very long run. And I still always felt like I was progressing in this game. But there's also numerous boss fights. What did you guys think of the boss fights? I never actually fought the second level bosses. <laughs> I never got to one. Um, surprisingly, not surprisingly, probably surprisingly based on the time, not surprisingly based on the me. But I I thought they were fun fights. I, I looked forward to them as something to break up the the not even the monotony but just i don't know the kind of the standard run over and over again but i would have i would have liked to experience more of them i would say did i experience a second one no no you did actually i did yes uh oh, it yeah, was it cause... was the worm the caterpillar one yeah i was gonna say because you were like oh i hope you don't get that one and then yeah. i got him and you beat him i did i beat the second one yes you did it was uneasy though but that's true but you still got the achievement and keith didn't what Oh, without yeah, taking no, any damage? No, beating a second boss. The stage two boss. You never beat the stage two boss. Liz did. Oh, uh, you know, it's funny because we had just gotten to that second area, and that was when my internet disconnected last oh, night. that's right. Uh, yeah, we were right so, at that boss. So that was great. I was, yeah, I was able to keep going a little bit further, but I didn't get to the boss because I think I had, like, 40 health left. Yeah. But that's what, like, I love the accessibility of RoboQuest, as I said. You know, Liz is playing on easy, but there's actually a difficulty lower than easy. So there, even if you're struggling with this game, there's a, there's a difficulty called discovery. And so, like, if you really want an easy time with this game, there's still an option. I like that they're still nice about it. There's so many games. And I think it's funny yeah. when they make fun of you because it's so easy. But I, um, I thought it was nice that they... Uh, well, it kind of makes fun of you. The picture shows a robot, like, holding a butterfly. So that's kind that's of That's just adorable. <laughs> Just kind. But yeah, I love the accessibility of this game because like, you know this game's accessible. Like Liz, you were mentioning that you played the commando class and you actually used your abilities. This is how much of a noob you generally are. There's two things you almost always struggle with. And that's One is using your abilities. No matter what game, if you have any sort of hero with abilities, you almost never use your abilities. And it always I'm pretty good with Apex. You. Not that I play Apex a lot, but... Yeah, oh, that's true when you play Lifeline. But, um, and then the other thing is reloading. Both of these things I actually I've see got, you do quite a bit in Robo I Life. was going to say, I've gotten so much better at reloading. Yeah. I feel like. But I also think that like one thing that would have made it like even a step above with accessibility is to have a pause, uh, not a pause feature, a save feature. I understand uh, yeah. like roguelikes don't usually have them. I totally get that. But they are pretty long and there are some times where it's just like, you know, I I I can't finish. Oh, I mean, I actually always made it so that it was like, you know, after my daughter was in bed or something like that. So I didn't have to worry about 
not being able to save it. But there are times where it's just like, I would really like to save this and come back. And if you're not in multiplayer, I don't kind of understand why you can't. With, with roguelikes, they never do it. Is there yeah. a reason? I honestly don't know. Because I, I do agree with you. Because like, you always have like a safe spot when you're playing RoboQuest. Where it's like, oh, this would be, make sense to maybe have like a quick checkpoint. But no, there is no checkpoint. So because of that, I don't fully recommend RoboQuest for uh, xCloud. It's, as Keith said, the auto-aim is very good. So gameplay-wise, it's not too bad for xCloud. Um, you know, it is a bullet hell, but it's not too crazy. Like, so, you know, if you have a little bit of latency, you can kind of get past, you know, dodging bullets and hitting enemies because of the auto-aim. But yeah, there is no auto-save. So if you are mid-run and your game shuts down or you're at your destination or something like that and you have to quit, you lose all that progress, which really stinks. Oh, but another thing that I thought was funny, as soon as I started this game... I, I knew, Liz, you were going to like this game because I was like, it does two things I know Liz absolutely loves. One is you can't hurt yourself with explosives. If anything, when you shoot an explosive on the ground by your feet, it actually gives you a jump. You can actually rocket jump on this game. And I was like, oh, Liz can't hurt herself with explosives. She's going to like that. And looting? Is that the other one? No. The second thing is uh, unlimited ammo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. When you first were playing it, you were like trying to really conserve your ammo. And then as soon as I go, Liz, there's unlimited ammo, you go, ooh. <laughs> it just start, you just start shooting nonstop. Because I'm unobservant. I'm not looking at like the bullet number, but I'm trying to, yeah. And that's what I saw. You're like, I'm trying to conserve my ammo. It's like your face lit up when I said there was something with an ammo. And the looting, like the, like the little hidden things. I'm like, oh, this is a new room. I should go up top or behind the waterfall. And so, yeah, I like the, the looting aspect. Yeah. But the other thing that I like, the other thing that I think RoboQuest does very, very well, I... Love the art design of this game. It's really cool. You have like three different stages. Each stage is quite different. The very first one is mostly nature, canyons, dry, arid areas. The <clears> second <throat> area is mostly in a city. And then the third area is like inside a computer, more like circuitry, very geometric. So like every area is very unique and different. But the gun designs are awesome. They have so many little details to them that... Like when you're playing the game, you probably don't notice, but watching Liz play, I was like, that is a really cool gun design. Like Liz, I think you're using the blunderbuzz. I think what it was. I think it was too. But it's like a junk gun, which junk guns literally look like they're guns that are made out of just random scraps of metal and stuff like that. But the blunderbuzz, the hammer of the gun is an outlet and the igniter. It, oh, cause it's a blunderbuss gun. If you couldn't get the name of the gun. So, you know, it has a big old shooty hole at the end. You know, I think that's the actual gun term. No, the muzzle. That's the word. I believe muzzle. so, yes. There's a big old muzzle. But yeah, it when the hammer would strike, it was an outlet going into a socket. And then that's how it would ignite the gun. It was like this really cool little detail. I was like, that's awesome. And then I, every gun has like little writing on it. I can't pay attention to stuff like that when I'm playing. I know. I, I honestly, I don't really pay attention to stuff like that when you're playing. Because <laughs> I've watched you a couple of times. But I will say, so I loved the art style. Um, I will say... I kind of felt like it kind of looked very samey after a while, which I guess like it's not really like a negative. Like I wouldn't give it negative points or anything, but I just felt like, you know, maybe have areas look more different. I don't know. Well, the game isn't. It's semi procedurally generated, but not a lot. Like you'll notice the map layout is the same. Like you'll be going into a lot of very similar rooms. Like when you're doing your run, you're like, okay. This area will have like an acid pit here. 
but like maybe the directions are slightly different. That's the only thing that kind of changes is like some of the directions, but it's not super procedurally generated as like a lot of roguelikes are. So I see where you're coming from with like the sameness because yeah, it's not crazy procedurally generated. But it is beautiful to look at. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I absolutely love about the art style, though, is when you're shooting a gun, it has a comic book. It does comic book sound effects. So you'll be shooting the uh, Tommy gun and it says taka, 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 taka every time it shoots. Or I some guns that. will say pew, pew, pew. Some will say like kablam on it. It's, I love it. It's this really cool comic book style sound effects on the guns. Well, it's that. And then just the whole art style is just it's what? They used it's cell shaded, right? Not it's not quite cell shaded. It's actually no, no. I'd say cell shaded, yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say. I mean, even then, I guess I just it's another one of those areas that not that it needed to be Borderlands. It's not a Borderlands type of game in any aspect, really. But it it felt like Borderlands, which I always loved the art style of. So yeah, I I liked it overall. But I do I do see exactly where Liz is coming from as far as like kind of feeling the same just where you're running the same areas over and over again i think it was like the the second like after you go through the first checkpoint area the second one always had a loop that you could go around and it was just a little bit different every time but basically always the same so if you're doing it enough times and you're not consistently proceeding probably through those additional areas and you're kind of living in those first two areas like i was i can absolutely see where you're coming from and agree that it kind of starts to feel a lot like the same but the gameplay at least you know like we talked about does change things up enough whether it's the guns you get or or whatever it may be to keep things different yeah but the robot designs too of like the enemies is also very important and that's what i liked about this of the enemies were distinct and so when i'm entering a room and i see a bunch of robots aiming their guns at me i usually can visualize i want to prioritize that guy that guy and that guy because those guys always hit me they're annoying I want to take them out. You can tell if something's going to blow up. You can tell yep. if something's going to like shoot at you really fast. And Yep. This game's very fast paced. You can clearly see explosive mines on the ground. Well, well, kind of. I thought it was funny during the tutorial. Enemies are throwing these red bombs. It's a big old red circle. 90% of gamers usually know big old red circle. That is bad. I should avoid it. Liz thought there were health pickups. She literally kept running into every single mine and exploding. I was like... I remember yelling at you, like, Liz, why are you running to the I mines? thought I only did it once. <laughs> you did it a couple times. I mean, I believe you, but it's not See, how I See, you called me out it. on video games. I'm going to call you out this week. <laughs> I call you the, out. The tutorial does. Go ahead, Keith. The, the, the tutorial does tell you there's health pickups, yeah. so, you know. Maybe she just mistook the, the, the health pickups she was supposed to get. No, but I call you out on messing up my games. Me messing up my own game, that's just me doing poorly. You're, like, why are you making fun of somebody who's having a tough time? With well, the game? I can't make fun of you messing up my game because you don't help me with my games. Well, I'm you, gonna do that you next time. help me with mine. I'm gonna, uh, next time, next game we play, I'm going to go, Liz, help me with this. Okay. And I, Imagine I hope she just breaks all the files. <laughs> file. I was gonna say I hope I do really well and shove it in your face, but that works too. Oh wait, I called you out during so Benedict just... Fox during the run segment. You're like, oh, I'm gonna have beginner's luck. <laughs> yeah, that was no, but that didn't affect your game. No, it didn't. That was just like a run that. Um... No, I was trying to help you and say like, oh, maybe I'll get beginner's luck. You know, <laughs> trying to help you. Did not happen. <laughs> Another great thing, though, the music. The music is fantastic. I 
Get cannot believe jazzed. how much I enjoy this music. It's it's very. It won't get your blood pumping as hard as Doom's soundtrack does, but it's very close. There's a good amount of levels that I'm playing, and I'm like, this is a jam of a soundtrack. I mean, it always fits the rhythm of the game very well, which I guess is just, I don't know, fast paced. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, just, and it never felt out of place at any point, I feel well, like. Well, no, there is one caveat. There's one song I hated. Uh, it's near the second to last level. I think the area is called District 13. I did not like that song. Uh, when you get to the final areas, you're kind of in a more open area. You're kind of exploring a city and you got to do like objectives. And so it's a bigger area. So you're a bit in it for a bit longer of a time. And I did not like that soundtrack. After a while, I'm like, this song is very jarring. I wish I could turn this off. So there is one bad soundtrack. <laughs> but besides that, the other ones are fantastic. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, Liz? No, I, I mean, I, th- I, I think I summed it up. What? You looked grumpy at me. No, honestly, I was, I was uh, in, in a little bit of a daze. Um, <laughs> the achievements I didn't think were that bad either. I got um, 260 with a thousand gamer score, 27 out of 76 achievements. Keith, 310 with 31 achievements. And Andrew, you got 600 with 52 achievements. And I felt like I didn't look them up. There was like um, one or two that you told me about when I was playing, like, oh, pick up the shovel. Um, But other than that, I did not look them up at all. And so I feel like 260 for the amount of time that I played, which I also have to say I don't know how much time I played. I know I played (laughs) well over five hours because I was really into the game. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay with the 260. I feel like that's a good score. Yeah, this game, I overall, I would recommend for Achievement Hunters. If you are someone who just wants to kind of easily get achievements, as I said, there is a lower difficulty than easy called Discovery. This, uh, There's a couple achievements that are difficulty locked, but the other ones are not. So you can easily slap this game on the lowest difficulty and knock out quite a bit of achievements. Um, but as for a pro tip for Achievement Hunters, at every sort of... Uh, camp area that's a safe zone there is a robot called a repair bot and he's also there as a dps dummy so you can shoot him and kind of play with your build throw stuff at him and it causes damage numbers to him but he doesn't take damage but he actually will help you with a couple achievements um so like if you're playing the ranger that's a that's a one he has an achievement to do a thousand damage with a spear throw if you can get your character a high enough level, just hit the critical spot with the repair bot and the achievement will pop for you. There's another achievement called Mamma Mia, where you have to keep bouncing on an enemy's head five times without touching the ground. You can do it with the repair bot because he's just standing there and just jump on him five times without falling and there's the achievement. So he'll actually can get you a handful of achievements just by being in the base camp, which is awesome. But yeah, the achievements are pretty fun. Uh, like I said, there's only a couple that are locked. Uh, when you beat the game, you unlock Guardian 1 difficulty. Beat the game on that difficulty, you get Guardian 2, 3, and then 4, I believe, is the final one. And so there's a couple achievements to beat the game on Guardian 4 difficulty. But I think there's only 3. 3 or 4 of those. So yeah, majority of the achievements you can just get on your own. So yeah, overall, pretty good game for Achievement Hunters. The way you cross guards, you look so grumpy. I'm sorry, I'm just tired. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just relaxing back here. Here, here. Okay, we'll, we'll wrap it up for you, Liz. Is this better? <laughs> Where do you want my arms? This is this is great visual. <laughs> Where do you want my arms? Get those I arms. I just have like a really creepy smile on my face. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> no, I don't think we need to do this. I'm very. 
I'm, I'm very happy to be no. here. <laughs> All right. So let's get our final thoughts here. Um, Keith, you start us off because you also look like you're struggling here. Frobo Quest is awesome. It's a lot of fun. It was it was what I've been looking for in a good roguelike that just hasn't hasn't been coming to Game Pass in, in quite some time and so as a result we haven't been playing so I was just I was just so glad. So glad for this game. It was so much fun. Um I I can't I, I wouldn't say it's a perfect game by any means. I don't know. There's it's it's not that, but there's really nothing about it that I don't like. I, I can't think of anything in the gameplay that wasn't fun to me. Every run felt like it was different enough in some aspect. You know, Andrew had mentioned it. Everything felt meaningful in some way in that, you know, if it wasn't the currency you were getting, it was something else. All of the upgrades were actual changes. It wasn't, here's 1% to your HP and another 1% to your HP. It was, you know, actual, here's a big chunk of health. And, you know, now you're going to be able to do two re-rolls to this and you're going to get extra weapon choices a variety of things that actually changed your gameplay and made it more fun so i just i just thought it was a lot of fun and and it, i think especially in terms of a first person roguelike I don't, I don't think we've played one that was just so fast paced fast paced and bullet hellish like this so just tons of fun all around and and the accessibility i think just makes it so that if if you want to dip your toes into a first person in any capacity but you don't know what to do do some rebel quest give it a shot and and i think you'll be pleasantly surprised i, I would have to comfortably i think give it a nine nine ninety one i'll say ninety one so it's funny i when i first like i said <clears throat> played this game i played like an hour and i was kind of like meh it's got fire reborn but then I kept playing more and more of it, and I was surprised how much fun I was having. Um, like I said, the things I really enjoy about RoboQuest, you know, because like there's a lot of things a lot of roguelikes do that just kind of irritate me, such as like wasting my time, feel like I'm you know stuck to the random number generator. RoboQuest is not like that, you know. I, like I said, I beat this game twice. I think I have like 78 percent. No, I'm at like 82. I think of unlocks. You know, I've, I've actually collected the majority of things, and I think I'm 12 hours in. So this isn't a game where it's like, oh, you have to put, like, 80 hours. Because that was, like, the thing I, that kind of irritated me with Hades. Loved Hades, but, like, to get the full story and everything was, like, 80 hours of grind. And I'm like, ah, that's, that's rough. You know, at least it was a fun game to do it with. But, yeah, with RoboQuest, it's just, it, it, I didn't feel like I was wasting my time. It was something I could easily pick up. You know, it was a fun, fast-paced shooter. Love the art design. Love the music. You know, the guns were all fun. Well, not all fun. Some of the melee guns got were not my favorite. But yeah, the classes were unique. Changed up the gameplay. The story wasn't anything great, but it had a story, which you know was at least semi-interesting. So, gotta give it points for that. But uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting giving the score, but like the more I was playing it, I was like, there's really very little, I would say, oh, this needs to be improved. But, yeah, so I'm with you, Keith. I actually give this game a 90. I was going to give it a 90 as well. Um, Man. <laughs> um, for me, it's it's hard because there are some things like the story that I felt like there could have been 
more and the graphic has got like a little samey but i was just looking at like the fun factor and i also think too like it's been so long since i've done like a, a roguelike or one that i've really enjoyed so i also feel like i'm giving it more points than i normally would <laughs> but um definitely i, I think i want to give it the 90 and looking at metacritic not enough uh reviews tbd for series x and xbox one but all the written reviews that i saw were positive um people are really liking it yeah i mean in general i i forgot to ask you guys did you guys google anything no no i didn't i know there's there is stuff that as you're saying you know you have to explore to find but i don't know nothing felt like i needed to do it so much that I was going to. I think if I was going to, it would probably be after I unlocked all of my perks and probably beaten the game and I felt like I had pretty much done anything. Then I might look up locations on stuff. But otherwise, probably, I, I didn't. Yeah, know. I didn't either. Like, there is... And it, like that's what I liked about RoboQuest is that it's really kind of... I felt like everything was... It was a bit of a puzzle, but it gave you the pieces there that I was able to figure everything out. Um, I did Google things at the end... Because I was like, oh, I'm still missing this. I was like, I think I know how to get it, but I at least Googled it to confirm. But yeah, Liz, as you said, there's not enough reviews. Like, there's actually not even guides, really, of this game. A lot of people have not been talking about it, so I'm glad we're covering it, because people need to check out RoboQuest. It's a stupid name, and it kind of has a stupid cover art, but man, is this game fun. So, Such a hater. I, I, even Keith agreed with me. Keith is the one who picked this game. Yeah, it's it, it looks... It just looks so bland and yeah. boring and it and it tells you nothing like RoboQuest I I don't even mean it in an insulting way but it doesn't even sound like a good mobile game name it just it, it sounds like a working yeah. title yeah. <laughs> like I don't know uh, call it call it robot shooting for now <laughs> and, and we'll get to it later and then they just they're like the game's done guys just I don't know RoboQuest go <laughs> Because even so, the explanation of like RoboQuest is kind of like what? Like that's kind of weird. I mean, weird. I'm not disagreeing yeah, with you. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> I just said but that I, you. But I, you're, you know. I mean, I'm not knocking points. Though, but it's but. almost. It, I was gonna say. I think that's the best part about it. So it's like that's the nitpicking thing about it. It's like I don't know. The name kind of sucks, and and it looks like it's not that fun, but it is. Yeah. So, it's like. If that's the worst thing I can say about it, then I, I think it's a pretty yeah. good game. So, yeah, definitely check out RoboQuest. Highly, uh, clearly, I mean, we all gave it the 90s. It's just really impressive. But anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, you know what? I'm just going to plug our Discord. Go to GamePassGrabBag.com. Find all our links. Come join us on our Discord. Um, thank you so much to our listener. Call me Lego or McFarlane Attic on his Twitter. Uh, he kind of took over a little bit of our Discord and made it look professional and fun. And he did a fantastic job. So I'm calling out to him. Thank you so much. Love what you did with it. Um, you know, thank you to our listeners who have been chatting with us on our Discord. It's been so much fun sharing gaming pictures, talking, you know, gaming equipment stuff. It's great. Come join us. It's fun. You can also see us live record on Tuesdays. But I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me next week's live at Firebirds0152. Go, Keith. I choose you. Oh, hold on. I, I choose. You choose me. I wasn't. I wasn't actually prepared for this. You have. You have to give me five seconds. It actually probably cut it out because this isn't. This part actually isn't you even do a it. bit. <laughs> this part isn't a bit. Please cut it out. <laughs> what are you doing? Did you prepare a saga? Um, I was. 
Oh no, no! I was, I was, I was gonna do one of my one of my all time favorite bits is Keith reads an email, and oh and it's the. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna cut to the important part. There was there was you know some really important things that were said about video games, but um, our our wonderful listener Patrick, I just wanted to say thank you for this email that said finally Keith is the secret sauce to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but hearing his reactions to games is incredibly entertaining. Thank you for the podcast. So you are welcome, See, Patrick. I... And I, I will just continue to bring my my quality content that Andrew does not appreciate <laughs> to this podcast. I thought you were gonna fart again, <laughs> and then you just patted yourself on the back. <laughs> Let's just say that's the max sauce, right? <laughs> You're like, give me five seconds, and you look so intense, and I'm like. <laughs> Brewing this one up, guys. So you, this is this is my special we're classy podcast. He's like, hold on, wait for my outro. No. I'm gonna rip one. No, no, I'm I'm saving that one for the the final episode. It's gonna, just gonna be the final. That'll be the final audio you ever get from me. Just direct into the microphone. The audio heard across the world. Liz, are you gonna fart oh. for us? What? Are you gonna fart for us now? No, she's gonna make an elephant. Yeah. Oh, noise. you still got to. And that. I'm Liz the Noob Gamertag coming on the <laughs> I'm on Twitter Noob Noob Busy W and say with Instagram. Bye guys. <laughs> Come on. You didn't give me any notice. You said you would at least give me notice. Liz is gonna I do an elephant notice yeah. yeah. next episode. Okay, do it now. We next just episode. gave you notice. That's... So there you go. Okay. <laughs> they must have a YouTube video for it, right? <laughs> do an elephant noise. I. I'm really intrigued. There must be. Uh, I don't know. Miss Rachel, probably, or something. <laughs> You'll find out. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>